0: Hello guys, welcome back to Style Direction, a men's podcast without the stuffiness. This is your host, Ethan Wong.
1: I'm your other host, Spencer Audie.
0: Did you... I remember when I was editing, because MJ has been uh, dealing with some other stuff right now. Yeah. Spoiler alert, his house was leaking. I know what um, that's like. Yeah, Spencer knows. I think you actually address it, I think, in one episode. Maybe?
1: Yeah, well, uh, if we were recorded at all during the summer, there was about a month, month and a half where I was living in a hotel because of my uh, water damage.
0: Yikes. Yeah, uh, it happened, That literally happened to MJ like a couple of weeks ago, and so he's still yep. dealing with, as Ethan Hunt would say, The Fallout. <laughs> it's a good film. Yeah. Um, but uh, Now on Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. Um, where was I going with this? I totally forgot what I was going with this. So in the last episode or in some of it, you've been out editing oh. and you something. Oh, yeah. Didn't you say that you forgot to introduce yourself at one point?
1: Yeah. In one episode, I think I forgot to introduce, introduce myself because I made a joke and then I just got caught up in how funny it was.
0: Yeah. I remember you guys to go to styleanddirectionjokesexplained.com for that yeah. content. It's not real. I, I don't it's know if anyone's really. actually don't, gone there. Don't um, go
1: there because we're probably also not going to make it. <laughs> so. It's a
0: joke because, okay, so if we're explaining that joke, uh, Scott Ackerman did that and they made a website with Squarespace and if Squarespace is listening and they want to sponsor us like every other podcast. We will uh, make the website. <laughs> yeah, we will make this website. Uh, he did that. I don't know if it was a joke or not because it, it exists, but it's blank. It's like a blank website. Hmm. So I don't know if he like made it just for that. like So it's like a clickable link. But, yeah, it's not real. We will make it if Squarespace sponsors us. Build it beautiful. Yep. Um, so today we're going to be doing something really cool, uh, something that I've wanted to do, I think, ever since the, the video actually came out. It's, so, like, November. Yeah, November yeah. of uh, 2018. Um, we're going to be talking about the Permanent Style Symposium. Uh, he, If you guys don't know who Permanent Style is, uh, that's not his name, first of all. Uh, his it's, not. his it's no his is not P.S.
1: Simon Permanent Style.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, Simon Crompton is the author of Permanent Style. Uh, author, writer, yeah, both. Yeah, creator. Creator. There you go. It's, it's uh-huh. like what I would be, right? Actually, has he written a book? Technically, he has written yeah, a book. he is uh, the style and the guide public. and the best menswear in the world, or something like and that. The anyway,
1: British or whatever.
0: Yeah. So he mm. is this uh ex journalist. Because uh, he works up for the blog for his blog full-time now. What's that feel like? Um, he uh, it's one of like the largest menswear websites in the world um, Focusing mainly on bespoke tailoring fine goods leather, etc He literally has an article on like a bespoke cashmere hoodie. I'm pretty sure <laughs> um, So it's a little bit of a he's like, you know kind of an aspirational kind of guy um, and because of his clout, I guess he has done a couple symposiums. symposiums and if you don't know what that means, you can go to a dictionary or I'll tell you, it's basically like a gathering of, uh, you know, like a talk or something. You, you are know? the dictionary. I am. I'm the captain now. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, he's done some in the past, which we might, you know, look at in future episodes. Um, he's definitely done one on the style dinner, which was to promote the style guide, a book that came out um, almost two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, he's done all these kind of different gatherings. Um, he did one on young tailors. He did one on media and menswear, which I would really love to get into as the guy who contributes to that whole thing. Um, but this one is the most recent one, and it's called dressing, down, dressing Up, actually, Dressing Up in a Dress Down World. And it took place, as Spencer said, in November. Mm-hmm. In New York In some fucking random library or something Like in the beginning he's all like Oh big ups to um, All people of stars and stripes No <laughs> he, he says big ups to Like I think Anderson and Shepard And like Bud shirts or something and I'm like Did they were, were they like hey let's Yeah let's, no uh,
1: th- I because th- he said that they, they Dressed the mannequins that okay. there, were no, there were no mannequins in the video so I'm assuming It was part of some They're having this exhibit or, at like yeah, Exhibit
0: at literally like it's like a public library yeah um like behind them on the stage
1: what's the what's the theater in um, brooklyn where all podcasts go eventually like the bell house maybe it was in the bell house the library the bell house library be- yeah but maybe yeah, it can was see- the library strip club in Newport Beach or wherever that is
0: hell yeah shit that's where we're going to do ours <laughs> um <laughs> but no yeah it's like it's like a regular library um and it's just, it, I think it's kind of funny. Like, hey, this is where we're gonna hold our, our thing. Yeah. You know, um, I think previous ones, I think were like in, at pity, definitely there was like a, some other place. You know, it's kind of like I, in my head, I imagine it like setting up like the rec center. Like you put, like mm-hmm. you put your name down. Like oh, <laughs> at at five o'clock. Yeah, uh, this gonna
1: room, ha- and then, right after, there's gonna be like a town like council <laughs> meeting. Yeah. yeah, her bingo tournament. <laughs> it reminds me of in <laughs> the office.
0: It's in the office when um, Andy goes. Like, I set this up for for uh, for three mods. A mod is fifteen minutes, and um, and then yeah, you guys are want to watch the office anyway. So that's what we're talking about because it's a very interesting topic that we get asked there's a lot a, whenever we go a, live. There's
1: been a lot written and talked about over the past exactly 10, and
0: 20 years. Yeah, and so if I I wrote down, I took. I made notes and we watched this like, you know, when it came out and I watched it again, just in preparation for this, Mm -hmm. for this uh, pod. And I, my notes are basically just a transcript of everything that was said in the video. Um, So here, here is who was in it. So Simon Crompton, the, I guess the chair, Uh, you have Jay Fielden, who is the editor in chief of Esquire. He previously did work for um, Town & Country. country. Made an incredibly
1: twee video there.
0: Yeah, his voice, if you watch it, he sounds kind of like a combination of maybe Frasier with, like, Jeff Goldblum. Because every time, like, Jay Field says, like, uh, I feel like it's, like, he's, like, and, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of got this kind of...
1: I don't believe in shocker, Yeah, I was about to make that joke.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he has that kind of uh vibe about him. You know, he's... um yeah he's he's the editor of town he was editor of town country now he's esquire mm-hmm. so just put that into your mind um there's a little uh a little blog post over at put on um that talks about esquire and gq and how the editors-in-chief jay fielden for esquire and will welsh of gq couldn't be any more different will welsh is very young new media you know into hip-hop and basketball culture and then jay fielden's kind of like this you know <laughs> i mean town and country kind of guy yeah he didn't
1: (laughs) like based on based on what he was saying in the video he didn't seem especially he didn't seem like the most old-fashioned person he
0: wasn't but but then if you look at so in that in that put this on thing and you know just a heads up me and spencer are very left people Mm -hmm. um jay fielden's a very centered maybe center right kind of guy like he talks Mm -hmm. about how like he has a whole tweet about how socialism doesn't work because look at Venezuela. Um, PC culture is killing media. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm probably taking these a little bit paraphrased, but if you look into that, uh, put this on article, like they have these kind of links to it. But anyway, that, that's Jay Field. And he definitely didn't come across this polarizing, I guess, to us in the video. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, that's that's a different uh, for a different time. Um, you've got Scott Schumann, the photographer, blogger, I guess, of the Sartorialist. Um, he is... You know, a lot of people talk about how he influenced them. Uh, to me, I don't think he did that as much. Even though I'm a photographer, it's kind of surprising. Uh, I think I talked about before how, like, I didn't even know who Bill Cunningham was till very <laughs> close to his death. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, Scott Schumann, you know, he's, his work has been featured in, you know, magazines, uh, GQ, all a bunch of different I mean, stuff. But
1: just based on, he, based on his episode of Blammo, it sounds like he really kind of, like, that's how people know about Pity. Outside of the oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Like and he was inc- he's incredibly influential. Yeah, in and I'm sure like internet menswear blogging,
0: right? And um, but when I say I'm not influenced by him, I meant like I didn't like follow him specifically, yeah. but I'm yeah. pretty sure I've seen his work everywhere else. Like uh, you know, reposted on Tumblr, Instagram, what have you. Mm-hmm. And he's that's probably how I first heard about the Armory by seeing some guy reblog this thing and someone saying, "Hey, that's the Armory," and I'm like, "What the hell is the Armory?" Yeah, um, who the hell is Bucky? Uh,
1: what am I gonna get? Some freaking shields?
0: Is that A another Marvel sword? reference?
1: What? Because <laughs> I
0: made a Winter Soldier reference, <laughs> okay. and then you said Shield. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, then you've got Bruce Boyer, who is the author of countless menswear books. You know, I guess mm. you could say he's old. Maybe not old media, but you know, like the literary authoritarian. Yeah,
1: 60 years.
0: Another good episode of B- Blamo You know, oh, for, yeah. p- for plugging anything. And then you've got uh, Avril Oates. I'm not super uh, familiar with her. She's the managing director of Ten Corso Como. I should look up what that is but I yeah, am being ignorant
1: and then she you've got John
0: nice. she seemed nice yeah yeah and then you've got John Dempsey the group executive director of Estée Lauder uh, I'm copying these from the YouTube <laughs> the YouTube <laughs> description so otherwise I mean in, in my notes I wrote Avril as like Avril Levine <laughs> and then it turns out it's not so nope and she um, walks harder than anybody yeah um, but anyway, yeah. So these are the people who were doing this whole panel um, at this <laughs> like New York library, and um, it was you know like like Spencer said it's a very it's a oft. Or Sorry, I that's totally t- wrong. Yeah, it's it's a very it's it's a topic that affects kind of all of us, especially me and Spencer, as we are technically newcomers into this world, and especially as younger people, mm-hmm. because I think the one thing I didn't like about this, you know, if we t- if we're just kind of briefly going over it, you know they're talking about how it like to be dressed up, dressed down, talking about millennials. And I'm like, there's not one young person among you. Like, I mean, I think Jay Fielder might be the youngest person there, but Scott might be the most tapped in the social media out of the bunch. So it's kind of like this. It's, it felt very, I wouldn't say uh, there's some spades that were elitist in, in the video. Um, and, and that's something that we've always heard about, you know, just being into, even into vintage, you know, um, but they kind of discuss, you know, they kind of got off topic in a little bit. But, you know, like I said, like they, they talk about what's it like being into men's or being into fashion, high fashion. Sorry, formal fashion. Yeah. Um, in a world where things aren't necessarily formal anymore. And it kind of went, like I said, exactly how I thought it would of these older people talking about, hey, why don't people wear suits anymore? <laughs>
1: Yeah, how come people don't wear suits to the theater?
0: Right. Yeah. And um, so if I can, I mean, we, I guess we can just go through my notes and we can just pick apart different stuff. So yeah. um, early in the video, so Jay, uh, Jay Fielder is the first person. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call these guys first name basis. <laughs> so just because I'm so familiar Dear with their them. They're Pierce. Yeah. I, I, technically, <laughs> if you want to stretch that word out. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jay starts out by saying that it doesn't frighten him. And that's something I mean, the
1: fact that people are dressing down more. often. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, you know, it's not scary, you know, and I definitely at this point, I mean, I agree with him. You mm-hmm. know, I think as people who were into vintage, like, I mean, we weren't into menswear before this. Uh, we were into vintage menswear almost to the point of, you know, maybe, like if you're going to say we could be like reenacting civilian wear if yeah. you wanted to call it that you know if not necessarily military but civilian wear and as you know P- as me, me and spencer who have friends who are into you know varying stages of vintage you know after reading i am dandy um you know it, it's clear to see how often this stuff changes and how uh, and by stuff i mean menswear and how it you know it's always creating something new and it's you know i mean when jeans came about i'm sure everyone was like oh my god what's gonna happen to the suit and mm-hmm. you fast forward to today where guys are still wearing suits and jeans, like nothing really changed too it's much. Not, yeah,
1: it's not a replacement. It's just an addition. Yeah. Oh, man, we could talk about the great replacement stuff to okay. the alt-right.
0: <laughs> but he does say he doesn't like Pete Davidson because it's slovenly and he says that he likes Supreme. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I could say I mean, I see that, too, whenever Mm -hmm. people ask me that. And uh, he says he doesn't like random ugliness and he doesn't think that he thinks that a lot of casualness is not thought out. And that's where I'm starting to disagree, because I, as a young person and, you know, I have had friends in college, I have friends who are in the streetwear because of my activities MFA, I'm. And, you know, on Reddit, I have friends who are into like, you know, very different stuff, you know, Rick Mm -hmm. Owens, uh, Yoji, you know, a bunch of different stuff. And I don't it's not really random ugliness and it's not even it's not random. It's it's just it's extremely thought through. It's just not in the way that you would think of like like a suit.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's still I mean, it's still and I think this is going to be our point of view throughout this entire discussion is that we think that as long as you have a style that you like and you stick to it that's really cool. We don't really care if you don't dress the same as us. Um so yeah, oh, people man, who yeah. are yeah, people if you're if you're in in like are the people that I I don't know as many people in the street wear, but the discussions I've had with people more in that scene, yeah, like Ethan said, it's like it's it's no more or less difficult or thoughtful to do. Than just wearing a suit, and you know this. Uh, this is something that I've said before, but given that, at least in my case, given that I haven't spent as much time developing casual style, I honestly find it more challenging to put together interesting casual outfits, and I have to put more thought into it than I do if I'm just wearing a suit, which comes pretty naturally at this point.
0: Right, and I think you know to, well, not to piggyback. Cause there's only two of us talking, um, but what I what I've what I found. After like, going through this, reading the notes and everything, it's that they have they're combating a dress down culture. But mm. there's like there's two elements of that. And they're, they're trying to attack it both in the same way. The first one is like 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 we just talked about how fashion. All forms of non suits is dressing down. Yeah. If we're gonna, you know, and that's still a style that mm. there is still as much thought and creativity made into that I would uh, you know I would argue more because there's no there's no heritage or history behind it maybe yeah. there is and it's some you know in, at the very beginning of that particular idea but it's transformed into something totally different as opposed to you know oh we're going to take shoulder pads out of the suit like it's not hmm. it's not crazy and yeah. then number 2 is the actual culture behind just not wearing a suit and it it it's two very different arguments because and they kind of go through it but like you know people like um I think Bruce Boyer kind of has this kind of issue against both of it and I think like when you saying when you talk about Pete Davidson when Jay's talking about it it's the, I don't think that it's he's anti-style cuz he is it's just it's more that he's an- anti-suits you know Mhm. So it's not that he's you know he could you could argue that he's dressing up because I'm I'm pretty sure there are lazy Pete Davidson outfits and then there is Pete Davidson you know, C- putting Pete together, say, yeah, yeah, putting together something that's that's interesting. You know, something that he would go out, you know, with apparently Kate Beckinsale for some reason, which <laughs> is so weird. But I know mean, you
1: could you could see in interviews that Pete Davidson never considers himself a very fashionable person, and he at least claims that he doesn't really put a whole lot of thought into his outfits. So he might not even be the best example. I mean, not to. <laughs> Not to call Jay out for a comment he made months ago. Uh, he might not be the <laughs> We're best person. To <laughs> yeah, might, might not be the best person to, like, make this argument with. You could talk about someone like, at, uh, who's the other guy? <laughs> who's the other guy? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Who's the guy from Superbad? Well, I can't remember his name. Can't uh, Jonah him. Hill? Jonah Hill, yeah. Jonah yeah, Hill. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It seems like he always puts a lot more... He I think he's said that he puts more like he's talked about fashion in a way that makes it seem like he thinks about it more than Pete Davidson does.
0: I mean, even if you look at like GQ's videos now, I mean, even though it's not my thing, um, I still find it very fascinating how these guys kind of put stuff together and how, you know, mm. like there's like, uh, you know, my I'm rediscovering Joji Filthy Frank right now. And I, I was watching yeah. a live thing and you know he's wearing like like a Patagonia vest, but like no shirt underneath. And I'm like, it's kind of an, like, I don't know why he like it, he's wearing it with like, you know, like these kind of baggy jogger kind of things um, that are kind of like they're kind of carroted. You know, I, I could be getting it totally wrong just based on my memory. But I'm like, there's probably some thought behind this mixed in with utilitarianism that that's totally beyond like, oh, gray pants and a, and a navy jacket. Like, yeah, there's, exactly. it's, it's so much more interesting. And then, um, and yeah. And that and kind so, of brings
1: us that kind of brings to the next point that we have written down. Where Scott argues that things like the the dressing down that hasn't really changed much. Like I think I I I don't remember exactly the comment, mm-hmm. um, but I mean he's he's talking about how. You could go back 50 years and people would be having this exact same discussion.
0: Right. And it, it goes back to what I said about, about jeans when they were first introduced. Like, everyone, yeah. like, it was such a radical thing. And remember, jeans were invented, like, the 1870s or even mm-hmm. maybe slightly before that by Levi's or denim, whatever you want to call it. Um, but this whole idea of, like, you know, dressing down has been, you know, forever. Like, you know, we stopped wearing, like, corsets or women stopped wearing corsets, you know because they just found it uncomfortable yeah. or you know it's just it's just i mean it's it's like like scott says and i have it written down next that like it's kind of pushed because of comfort and because of travel i don't know exactly the travel aspect and how important that is because you know you could be talking about how business people today travel more than ever or movie stars whatever mm. but in terms of the regular world it's just basically comfort
1: yeah exactly yeah, and, and that's then why the, the he, that's why he—that's what he's talking about—the introduction of like stretch and performance fabrics and stuff like that. Yeah, um, they kind
0: of go off a little bit about about that. Um, I don't think that's too important. I mean, yeah, I mean, our, here's, our blanket here's statement.
1: Where, here's where I, we might disagree, you and me. Mm-hmm. I kind of like Jay's point where he talks about next, where he says he kind of likes uncomfortable clothes. Oh God, I don't
0: like that. Yeah, I know. I don't I,
1: – I'd never dress, and I'm like, oh, this is incredibly uncomfortable. But at the same time, I just – this is probably my most cantankerous, like, old man opinion about clothes. Is I'm just not a huge fan of, like, performance fabrics.
0: Okay. okay. Well, yeah, I'm not either.
1: And – I, But, yeah, it's yeah, I like I, I kind of get where – I kind of get where he's coming from, where he says he likes uncomfortable clothes. And, again, I don't dress to be uncomfortable, but I can – if it's a little bit uncomfortable, I can still deal with it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. So let me, let's, let's go back a little bit. So, so yeah, Scott says about how like, you know, he sees a future as like com- comfortable stretch suits or whatever. I, I, mean, I can speak for both of us. We don't really like stretch fabric just mm-hmm. because it feels fake. It, it It's more so like the breathability and the feeling of the fabric, not necessarily how it feels when we move, you know, cause like I have jeans that have been broken in and washed and, and they feel perfectly fine just as much yeah. as a stretch jean would. Um, in fact I feel more comfortable in that in the 100 percent denim fabric Um, but then Jay says that he likes uncomfortable clothes because it it makes him feel alive (laughs) like you know like you're you're feeling something
1: maybe, maybe here's a better way of putting my point yeah yeah and you just kind of brought this up like when you get a new pair of denim jeans or like a brand new like Oxford shirt sometimes they can be a little bit stiff
0: okay yeah
1: what I what I like is like the when breaking you, in process. When you break when you break it in, I find that those are going to be much more comfortable than just a brand new thing that has two percent elasticine in it.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. So I mean, on yeah. that on that point, yeah, we agree. um I just think I mean I think that you know, buy by the right size, <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah, um, exactly. But I, I think because I think uh what Jay is trying to do is like, I think he's tr- he's a little bit he's showing his conservative side of dress where he's like, oh, I don't care if this is uncomfortable. I, I'm wearing it because I like it and I'm like I feel like that's a, adhering a little bit too closely to it's a suit so I should just wear it because it's a suit mm-hmm. and it's it, you know there, there is an essence of, of, of comfortability which is what I always preach you know like soft shouldered stuff wide leg pants or whatever and I've never been uncomfortable in what I'm wearing and if I am I just take it off. Mm-hmm. I don't really, I don't feel like suffering, which I think that Jay was trying to do. Like, oh, you suffer for your art, or you suffer to look good. I'm not sure that you exactly have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next Avril, man, we're only like ten minutes into this, but like Avril talks about how um, kind of jumping off from what what Scott said about you know like wearing sneakers with suits, and um, but she also mentions that you know, suits have kind of evolved, and how they're 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 more fashion now. And I think that's something that they're that they are also not addressing in this whole thing like um they're like suits are evolving like they're becoming more and more as a fashion statement instead of a
1: S- something you have you have to wear
0: something like you bruce. have to wear and that'll get yeah. into the whole bruce boyer thing that we'll address in length probably shortly after this i think mm. um but you know th- i mean like avril says you know and that i agree with we, we live in like a very non-conformist world um people like to rebel especially young people um and again this is going to their whole like oh young people they're always trying to be different but it, i mean it's true like you know and you know i mean spencer are probably indications of that which avril does say later where we are the rebels because we like to wear suits and we're comfortable in it like we're not doing it because it's like spencer said like a like a uniform or something
1: yeah and, and um i mean there's there's a great article that was uh, that was on die work where called the oh, yeah. suit died but for good reasons and it came mm-hmm. out came out in July of last year so a little bit before the discussion but I mean basically his point is pretty similar to our point of view where that you don't have th- it, yeah this like the suit is not ne- necessary for the business world anymore like many adults go their entire lives not owning a suit yep but that's that's okay like because it's like it's like yeah if you want to wear a suit it, you're more you're still free to do that it's just that it's, i think
0: yeah yeah it, that's the weirdest thing where it's like and I, I was literally just on facebook earlier and they were talking about how um what's that what's the what's the designer guy that he uh, wore a dress to the to the to the oscars i oh, really a yeah. dress a gown you know and it's still kind of like a bottom half because the top half he wore like a you know like a, a sport coat or, you mm-hmm. know, this matching suit jacket. And a lot of people are like, Oh man, this is what's like what's gonna happen to us and I'm like, Nothing's gonna happen. No one's forcing you to wear a you know, a mm-hmm. gown. You know, and it's I'm the
1: same thing it's the same thing when people on vintage Facebook oh, f- my groups God. post photos of like weird runway stuff from like fifteen years ago and they're like yeah. This is what they're trying to sell us? What the heck? I wanna be Cary Grant.
0: And like no one's stopping from being Cary Grant. Like I'm yeah, pretty no sure one's, no one's that you're not gonna you wear yeah.
1: like a wow wow wubsy costume. Like that's not what that's not what runway shows, and that's not what fashion is.
0: Um, but yeah, so uh, but to go back to the point now, so Avril says, um, oh, let's talk about like millennials now. Like 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 Spencer said, like a lot of people are going through life now without dressing up, and mm-hmm. I mean there's. People like to th- like uh, you know people like like to find this whole evidence of people saying you have to dress like this, you know they they want people to say that they want young people to say like oh we hate the suit, and yeah. I mean and I'm sure maybe some some do, but I mean things are just definitely changing like, you know as me like you know I work for Ascot Chang, but if I wasn't I'd probably be a marketer, um, marketers don't have to wear suits it's just like you know the like the idea of wearing a uniform is gone now, mm-hmm. and. Um, people are dressing for themselves way more than ever before. And I think it's a fallacy to think that like, oh, well, things have like, you know, people changed, you know, something crazy happened from the 50s or from the 30s or whatever. And I just think that there's so many more options. Avril says that later on the video where it allows people to kind of just pick and choose, you know, what they want to
1: be. And this is something that's going to be maybe more relevant later on in the discussion. Yeah. But something I was thinking when I was watching the video is that people like to talk about, oh, man, men were so much better dressed in the 1930s, 1940s, whatever. I am willing to bet that most men back there, back then were also slobs. Like, I think the ratio of slobs to people who really cared about what they were wearing was probably the same back then it is as it is now. Oh it's, yeah. It's oh, yeah. it's just it's just you're looking at everything through rose tinted glasses so to yeah, say that there was a decline even yeah. if they were wearing suits doesn't mean they looked good. <laughs> like the, yeah, this is it's a
0: crazy thing because I feel like that makes in like um and I <laughs> Uh, you're you're idealizing i was just, like your Id- idolification i guess that also mm-hmm. is a word but like you're turning the suit into like something that's super super special and that's oh man i guess someone just slammed something outside um you're turning it into something that is better be, um bigger than it is like uh this kind of goes against or goes with with jay's story where he goes to a um he goes to a, a country club or a golf club, and he's wearing cargo shorts from Brunello mm. Cuccinelli. So I'm sure that they're slim fit, you know, they're nice, they're not baggy. But he gets called out for wearing them. Because it's um, against the because dress it's, code. Because, it's, it, it, yeah, it's against dress code, which says no cargo shorts. But then you look at everyone else who he says, you know, they're wearing, like, you know, baggy, you know, baggy dress pants or whatever. And it's like, okay, so... Baggy dress pants. They're still dress pants. And on. Yeah. Reality, I mean, it's like, I imagine formal, everyone but... is
1: dressed like Larry David when he goes golfing, like big, big polo shirts, really long shorts, like a big straw hat or something like that. Oh yeah, and, exactly. And it's like, they don't look good, but they're following the rules.
0: And, and that's the whole thing. Like, you know, when people, it's like, I could go to my church wearing jeans and a button up shirt. And I'd still look better than most of the other young people who mm-hmm. are wearing suits. You know, you know, probably size is too big. Shoulders are hanging off. But if you but, you know, if you ask, uh, you know, one of the my elders over there, I say elders not because I'm Mormon, because that they're just older than me. <laughs> um, you know, that you could argue that I'm too casual for a church, mm-hmm. you know, and it's 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 crazy where these people. Yeah. Like I said, like they, they idealize the suit and um or or formal wear and just because they're wearing it makes it so much better than than jeans you know when Mm -hmm. i could have jeans that are hemmed properly that fall nicely over my shoes and a guy who's got like three inches too long um but i'm sure we'll get back to that again later so let's talk about bruce boyer now yeah and this is kind of the meat and potatoes of uh you know of where i disagree and i this i think this actually was my first time seeing bruce on camera and hearing him talk as opposed to like reading an article that he wrote or something um and yeah i know it's bruce boy how do you like i'm just it's just how it worked out for me um and his his whole thesis is what has happened to the sense of occasion and we get this argument a lot and i used to think
1: this way in high school all the time like when i when i would dress up when it was inappropriate because i'm like i'm just showing respect for the occasion
0: Yeah, it's the whole Tom Ford quote where it's all like, oh, dressing well is just a form of good manners. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, so Bruce has a story about how he went to a funeral um, and how he and the corpse were the only one wearing ties. And he mentions a book by Richard Sennett, um, a sociology book about how, you know, there's people have two personas. You have the public and the private and how because public... Um, I guess by public he means like you know like your office self, your your work self or your mm-hmm. you know your dinner self compared to the one you are at home. He's saying that that person is dying, and so people are basically being their home self outside now because
1: his thesis the entire thing was that he thinks that things are getting nope. I'm not sure if he meant this in a negative way, I'm sure he did, but he think he yeah. thought he believes things are getting too casual, both in terms of how men dress and just socially.
0: Yeah, he has another funny story about how he goes to a restaurant for a thirty-five-dollar mm-hmm. hamburger, and he's all like, "And so it's an occasion, and then you're sitting next to someone in distressed jeans, and it takes mm-hmm. away from it." And I think that's so—it's literally the example of like someone feeling that their marriage is threatened because of a gay person. It's—it's it's like, oh, yeah, you literally can't enjoy your thirty-five-dollar hamburger because someone else is wearing distressed jeans. Yeah, and I,
1: I don't necessarily. Again, it's like as as someone who long ago stopped caring what other people are wearing for the most part yeah i don't, I don't get that yeah it, it's so I, th- I think okay
0: so you know when spencer's when you said that you know you had this whole idea of, of well manners uh when you're dressing up well manners have being well mannered um yeah. i i never had that personally um i think that i i definitely idealized dressing up but mm-hmm. i never had the lifestyle for it you know i uh, it's I just never. I never like. I'm not gonna dress up. Like, I I was conscious of like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna go to McDonald's. Like, why am I wearing a suit right now? I mean, I never.
1: I didn't have the lifestyle for it either. I didn't dress up when I was like going to McDonald's. But I found dumbass excuses to get to put on a suit. Right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You know, like, you know, maybe it's like, oh, Christmas dinner. I'm gonna wear a suit. You know, exactly. Because it's a special time, and you know that that's ties into the whole occasion thing. But like, I mean, at very early, I was like, you know what? This is not like, Mm -hmm. this is not really a good argument for dressing up. Yeah. You know, it's nothing. Nothing's being taken away. In fact, I mean, I'm looking bad for being the one dressed up, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, and I'm not and I as much as I like to be a rebel, I don't think that it's right for me to be like, fuck you guys. I'm gonna wear a suit because I don't think that reflects well on me, yeah. especially as a young person. You know, maybe if you're older, you don't really give a fuck. But like to me, I'm like, no, I want to date someone. I want to I want to have friends. I want I mm-hmm. want my friends want to have a good time and I'm not going to wear a suit to hang out with my friends when we're getting burgers and going bowling. Yeah. Because that's stupid, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? And, you know, like uh, that's basically Bruce's, um, Bruce's thing. And uh, interestingly enough, when we're talking about the rules, uh, with, you know, where, where, where Jay was talking about, you know, wearing the cargo shorts and he was called out for not wearing dress pants or whatever. Bruce says that bad taste isn't a crime. And I think that's so like that. It's just, it, it, it's really telling that he really does have this whole, and I'm again, I'm not trying to call out Bruce Boyer, but I'm just saying like, it, it it makes sense of where he's coming from, where he'd rather have someone wear a suit, even if it's bad fitting than to have someone wear cargo pants. Mm -hmm. And because he thinks, because at least I guess in his mind that when you're adhering to the rules, you are having that sense of occasion. And I think the biggest thing um, that I don't think they really talked about is that, it's true. Occasion is gone. And I think that's because people don't want to adhere to that because they want to be true to themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, like having dinner to me isn't an occasion. It's just something I'm doing like that. $35 hamburger. Maybe I'd feel worse. Like, say, if we're celebrating a birthday and we all agreed to go to a fancy restaurant, that's a little bit different. But if I'm going by myself to a fancy restaurant, I don't really care. You know, and if I want to get dressed up, I can. But I don't think that's a really big occasion. You know, it's different when you're doing, it, like, at least when Bruce's story is coming around, I think it looks like he's he's doing it by himself as opposed to, you know, having a, a like, maybe doing a wedding party and, and, like, one person is wearing jeans. Like, I can see yeah. why that's kind of a weird, a weird thing. Um, but, yeah, I personally think Occasion is dead. I don't, um, as menswear moves, again, into this whole fashion-oriented thing as opposed to a lifestyle thing, you know, like... I can I can't speak for everyone who likes menswear, but like at least me and Spencer, we don't have to smoke cigars. We don't have to go to fancy clubs. Anyway, I think we talked about this with the Cicada Club. Like that's just really just not our lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And so, it's kind of like yeah, we don't we like the clothes, but we don't necessarily have that whole old money attachment to tradition. Exactly, you know?
1: which kind of as Scott points out, that a lot of people our age. Don't want to be associated with that kind of privilege, which I definitely understand. Yeah. Um, so it's like rather than pretending, to, rather than dressing up to show their, you know, the how you know, I yeah, rather than than dressing up to show their like class position, they're dressing down a little bit so they can seem, they they seem less elitist.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, I, I'm still conscious of what I wear to certain things obviously mm-hmm. I, mean, I think we all are um i think that this almost got to i think they also talk about like this a little bit with with the whole privilege thing because i th- i felt like they were almost going to go into a whole like oh like young people get very um offended you know and i i felt like my, my point to that wasn't going to be w- was more in line with what w- what you were saying i think that not showing privilege doesn't mean that you have to be like woke I think it's just more of like you don't want to be associated with that with the um with that lifestyle because yeah. menswear is very elitist very aloof and they can say it's not all they want but that's basically what it is mm-hmm. like you know and it, it's still present even in regular circles because I mean there's this whole thing that we talked about on our live stream if you You know, if you don't follow us on Instagram, you definitely should because we talk about stuff that's kind of like a kind of like behind the scenes kind of thing. Um, But we got I got asked about, you know, how I feel about hip hop menswear. And I think that's something that people don't really talk about how I think as kind of a rebellion against the whole old money, listening to jazz, classic music, whatever you want to call it. Menswear, you have the new era, which is I think is kind of almost on their way, you know, past their height now of like these guys, you know, the whole NBA players wearing the suits. I, I think I call it like the dapper bro where they're very um, they're very, you know, it's like it's like uh, like kind of like rowing blazers. You know, you kind of mix this whole old school aesthetic, but with like a very young mentality. Like you listen to hip hop, listen to rap. It's very cool. And I think that also seems to become very elitist because if you're not that, you're still not cool enough. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's still a bunch of, you know, this, you know they talk about tribes later on but menswear as a whole is very aloof because there's a sense of like, you're dressing up. It's still, even though these guys are into hip hop, they still see that fashion is, or or classic menswear is superior to the other styles of fashion, which is not, no one wants that. And I think that like Scott says at the end of his little point there, that if we get people to understand why we like it, not about the status, but about the construction, about the beauty of that thing, I think more people will get, more involved and, and oh, yeah, like it. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Because he was he was saying there's a lot of men in menswear who says, who say, this is how men should look. If you're a man, this is how you should look. And to call back to one of a previous episode, that did remind me a lot of, a lot of like online style bloggers, who yeah. yeah, I'm sure I'm sure that, they enjoy getting dressed. But I can't think of a video where they say this is why I enjoy getting dressed. They say this is how to get dressed. To get laid and stuff like that. It's not like, it's not get dressed because it's it's fun and it's a cool hobby. It's like get dressed and this because you're a man and this is how men should dress.
0: Yeah, it's 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 really. I mean, the, every conversation I've had about that always goes in that direction because they always say we're we're animals. We all exist to fuck or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all life is sex, Jim. You understand, yep. this is a universal truth.
1: <laughs> do, you want, do you want the sex metaphor or the nature metaphor?
0: Oh, God, the nature one. <laughs> <laughs> Two
1: animals have sex. Oh, my God. <laughs> um,
0: but, uh, yeah, no, like, it, it's so interesting that they have, like, they there's that whole... You could say it's even old school still. It's still very old school because, you know, that's what you expect of a man. There is no, there is no style behind it. They always hide behind this is classic style. This is not fashion where well, I would argue that it definitely is because this is a conscious choice. And if you're talking about mainstream stuff, you're going against that whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you're still, it's a still very conscious fashion choice. And until people start thinking of it that way, you, people are going to, it's always going to have this whole divide between cat, like all other realms and classic menswear, or sartorial clothing. Um, Bruce next talks about how, uh he's he, it's kind of a weird thing like what happens when socialism happens um, well,
1: because his whole thing is, his whole thing is that everything because everything is now more casual he thinks it's all too, almost too democratized too level of a playing field yeah and, and, and he's and,
0: saying that people are kind of going to the low the lower common denominator instead of dressing up like which, no one
1: yeah it, I, I, i'm not sure if uh, I had to read this in, in school. I'm not sure if this is curriculum at other schools, but there is a science fiction short story called Harrison Bergeron or yeah, something like that, uh-huh. where the plot is in the distant future. It's, it's a satire of like people who think like this, but it's a it's a, it, like a thing in the distant future where equality is very important. And so like if you're smart they wear you they make you like wear this helmet that blasts like these loud tones in your ears so you can like you you don't like you know it's harder for you to think like they make ballerinas wear like weights on their legs so they're not better than everybody else and it's all about how evil equality is but again it's a satire of that's not what equality means and again not to throw shade on bruce boyer because who am i (laughs) yeah (laughs) like but it's like it seems like he's kind of bringing up the same points that 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 short story is. This ready. might be
0: our most polarizing episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, and again, I was gonna say that at, at the end, but who cares what we think about this? Like, what? Why are we talking about it? <laughs> well, okay. To, like, to
0: be to give us credit, I mean, I know we can joke about this, but I think that again, as young people who are, I mean, at least responsible for a couple of guys in the LA menswear world to kind of get into this whole thing, I think it's important to talk about this because mm. guys who come into this with that mentality end up being polarizing to other people like they mm-hmm. like i i think one of the like you know one of the things that i try and keep and that i think is very attractive to other people that i hopefully the vibes that i bring out is what i'm saying um is that i'm very accepting and i like the democratization of fashion because i want that future where i get to go to work with a guy wearing Rick Owens and we just get a beer afterward or whatever like that to me is is equality and that to me is the idealized future not where everyone is wearing suits um or when everyone's wearing rick Owens. yeah cause, I, I think mean, bruce it, does you know.
1: make what i think is a valid point is he says that if you're gonna say that classic menswear and tailoring is um is kind of out of reach for the average consumer then you can say the same thing about a lot of more casual wear as well because he brings up a point that's slightly exaggerated but i mean again still valid of, like, you can see Kim Kardashian wearing a pair of jeans. Okay, yeah, I agree that. That's, one. like, $1,800 or something like that. And that's not, th- I mean, th- that's not something that the average consumer can, can get into either.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree. Um, Because, yeah, I mean, there, there used to be a time when guys would wear, when they would get a bespoke suit made. I think Bruce says this almost verbatim, that like, it was, like, the big like, they saved up money for it. Like, this is their special mm-hmm. thing. And it still is. I mean, you know, it's not like me and Spencer are just, dropping bucks on, uh, on bespoke everything you know we yeah. still we still have a reverence for the craft which you know they end up talking about later how artisanal brands are kind of making this kind of comeback and how it's kind of important because like with food or with coffee shops you know when people want that artisanal thing it's the same thing with clothing you know there, there are guys out there women too on that realm who want the well made heritage products and that mm. will never that will probably never go away um, but I, what, I, what I was trying to say is that um actually i don't know what i was gonna say i guess it was just it was it was just mainly that like i think guys today are able to dress up in classic menswear now much more accessibly than they did ever before Mm. and that to them as as you know young people are being born and and new people get into this every day that they don't have the same sense of occasion that their forefathers and you know and, and all all the other influencers like Bruce or or Simon had you know like you have guys like mean spencer who are into this because of just the clothes like yeah and yeah but we have the reverence for the piece but then that i mean like once we get it we wear it the way we want to wear it mm-hmm. and we we act in it the way we want to act in it um and i think bruce kind of gets quiet after this whole after that whole part um but um the next point, the next point and again, we're not trying to, you know, spew up Bruce. It's just a very interesting thing because, again, this is like the first time I've ever heard him really talk or about anything or have a, really have an opinion, you know. Yeah. Um, but,
1: yeah, and Simon starts asking about, like, dress codes and what we've gotten to earlier where dressing up is not always more appropriate. But it, it, he's just like, if you're going somewhere for the first time and you don't know the dress code, what are you going to be wearing to it? Like, are you going to be afraid of being too dressed up
0: you know okay and let me just say this out there i get i get to stuff with joshua Gucci all the time but i really hate hypothetical questions or thought experiments because they never apply ever like they're like it's lying to your brain it literally is because there is no situation where that would happen you're like you're never going to be invited to something where you don't know the person doing it and you're not going to have you're not going to have any situation where you don't know the context mm-hmm you know, like, like they all say, "Oh, we, you're invited to dinner party. You don't know anything. What are you going to wear?" And I'm like, "Okay." And this is,
1: this. There's a big discussion later on that we can we can probably glance past. But they the a lot of the guys are talking about they just or a few of them are just saying we don't know what to wear anymore. Like that's the one negative thing of of everything being more casual is it's not. Yeah. Before it's like if you were going, yeah, I think they say this. It's like no, they say this right at the beginning. It's like if you're in a business context, you're going to wear a three piece you know, pinstripe suit. suit. Um, But if you're in a more casual context, you can wear a sport coat or you can wear a herringbone suit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But now because it's, the the dress is not, it's not so standardized amongst men anymore. It's harder to know what's more appropriate. But, and then I think Avril
0: says this later on. Um, I guess we're just going to, we're going to keep going through here. But like, uh, she says that, I would just go as myself, like. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I mean, even even in my experiment thing, if someone were to invite me, they would they should know who I am, you know, mm-hmm. and and they they will accept whatever I'm wearing or they should accept it, you know. If I'm going to accept them, I mean, I'm I'm the guest here, you know. Yeah. But I think they're putting too much thought into what people expect of them. I mean, nowadays there isn't really a dress code for any kind of party anymore. Um, you know, that could be a point for Bruce saying that there is no, um sense of occasion Mm -hmm. but i like like you know they're so scared of this whole thing where that really doesn't really apply anymore like even in their circles if they were invited they would probably know exactly what to wear yeah if they don't
1: when we go to fashion events for the first time we'll just ask the people that we know that have been before oh what's the kind of vibe gonna be like Like, and that's, that's, we figured out pretty easily.
0: Yeah. And I hate, like, it it goes into why I hate watching drama TV shows where there is no communication. They just, Mm -hmm. they make it harder on themselves, you know? And I think in every video, like, that Gentleman's Gazette or Teaching Women's Fashion has done about this whole topic of dress codes, they always say, ask the person inviting you. (laughs) Like, if, if you get invited to a wedding and it doesn't say black tie or it doesn't say anything, I would ask them. I mean, presumably, you know the person who's inviting you. Right. Mm-hmm. There is again, there is never going to be a situation where you have no context and no means of communicating with that person. Yep. Um, so that kill that thought right there.
1: Okay. Um, we, t- we did that. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. If we go point, point by point through this entire thing, we're going to this is going to be our longest episode yet. But I know um, I know. Um, so I'm, I'm, sc- I'm scrolling through here. They talk. OK, so here's one. Here's a good one. So
0: they talk about how um bruce oh man talking about bruce again i'm sorry i'm sorry bruce if sorry you listen bruce. to this <laughs>
1: <laughs> Still hope you know get to for meet those you of day. you guys yeah yeah for
0: those of you listening to this we almost met him but we we're didn't we're in new
1: york yeah we yeah. were supposed to have lunch with him but it fell through maybe,
0: maybe this is a bad idea <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> um
0: he's, he or, he's not or gonna or maybe, podcast yeah or maybe he'd love to get into this with us and we can you know tell him as a young person what we think that's what, what that's my hope really, for this.
1: What if we get him on the show and it's really heated? <laughs> like,
0: I would love that. That could be like our Pacquiao versus uh, Mer- Mayweather <laughs> fight. Yeah. Um, we'll so after he up. talks about after they have this whole discussion about w- dress codes, Bruce says, I don't, wanna, I, don't, I don't want to look like my son. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like how you know he, he talks about how rich guys nowadays maybe like a banker, um, they dress like their kids, where you know and like he they says would wear like that t-shirts. It,
1: it, it betrays a deep insecurity, is what he believes.
0: Yeah, and he goes, and I I think that maybe his son doesn't even respect him, and I'm like, that's kind of reaching. Like that's yeah, it's
1: like I get where he's coming from. Where if a guy is trying to look, much yeah, I, than yeah, I yeah I know that
0: I know the thing that he's looking at.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but that, that last part was I was like, ooh, that's a, that's a spicy meatball.
0: Yeah. Um, but then Scott says what I would say is that maybe that guy is a surfer guy and he wants yeah, to look like a
1: kid because that's what there, he wants to do. There's an episode of Portlandia where Roseanne Barr plays the interim mayor when the uh, regular mayor of Portland is... He resigned because he, uh, they found out that he was the city's biggest energy hog. And now he's like living in a farm somewhere. <laughs> um, but she sees like, uh, so Roseanne sees like a skateboarder, like a guy in his 50s. And she's like, isn't he a little bit too old to skate? And it's like, what's he doing over there? It's like, no, that's just how it is. Like, he's just, he's just a skateboarder. It's just how Yeah, it looks. I mean
0: it's like like Tony Hawk is literally like 50 years old now, or maybe like yeah. 40 or something like that. I don't know, I don't know how old Tony Hawk is, um, <laughs> but like yeah, I mean like you're not gonna just stop him. And I would I would flip this back on on Bruce. And again, I don't want to keep pushing on Bruce, but like when he like when he says like this guy's captain of industry, this banker guy is dressed like a kid, I would argue like so why w- so this captain of industry shouldn't he have the freedom to pick what he wants to wear? Like why should this guy who is rich and has means feel trapped into wearing what people expect of him you know he's presumably a millionaire or whatever mm-hmm. I, if i was a millionaire i would wear whatever the hell i wanted but know? i think
1: we can also give him a little bit of credit and i think we can both agree uh, there's a difference between a guy who's been who's been surfing since he was 13 and just dressing because that's how he likes and someone who's obviously oh trying, trying to too hard kid. yeah like that's, i had a there i had a friend in high school whose dad al- always wore like up top regular dad outfits <laughs> But he always wore like really obnoxious, bedazzled jeans that sounds <laughs> with, hilarious. Like, s- with like stitchings of guns and like money in the back pockets and stuff like that. And that's different than someone. Yeah. Like yeah. a guy who's been skateboarding. And, and since to give Bruce 70s.
0: credit, I would also flip like there are a couple of people out there who dress who are young and dress up that clearly dress too old for who they are uh-huh. or they try to, I mean, it's basically the whole try hard thing. Like, I think that if you have a real style and I'm sure Bruce would agree with this, like you would like, it's, it's, it should be effortless. Yeah. You know, and not, we can also talk, talk about
1: yeah. not even just in casual wear. If you, if it's an older guy, that's wearing like a really slim suit with like a one in like one inch lapel and stuff like that, because that's what he thinks that young people are wearing. Yeah. That's, that's different.
0: Yeah, but like you could—I mean, there are guys out there who wear slim suits and who look normal in them. Like they're just—they're mm-hmm. just doing their whole thing. And I, like on the flip side again, like I said, like a young guy who is you know wearing spats and a top hat because he wants to be cool. And I'm like, well, you know, I would argue no one should wear that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's very interesting. So I, I mean, I will give Bruce credit to what he's saying. I think that it just wasn't said nicely i guess you know and i think scott scott and and simon say that later where i think menswear has to learn how to be a little a little more accepting and a bit more gentle in how they approach other stuff um so uh if we keep if we keep scrolling down through here they talk about tribes you know kind of what we said where you know nowadays everyone has like their own thing like if you're going to be invited to a dinner party presumably you know they would be also be wearing suits like if i Mm -hmm. was invited to like you know if spencer invited me to something with jay and you know, Andy and all of the friends, I would assume we're all wearing, you know, ties at least or something like yep. that, you know, or if I was invited to hang out with my friend, Scott, I would wear a to t-shirt wear a and jeans. Clothes. Cause that's yeah. just, yeah, I, you know, it's, 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 it, you know, again, like I said, there's never going to be that thought experiment. I hate, I, it's just so, so stupid. Mm. Um, and the, the, one of the other great points from this, I think, which is nearing the end now, um, where Simon asks Avril that, If it's like women's wear now, if men's wear is becoming like women's wear, and she has to agree because for a long time, women have had so many options. Mm -hmm. And and now, men, I think that people aren't confused for sake of offending. I think people are confused now because there are so many options that they want to be. You know, like you have rowing blazers where you get guys who are super into like the streetwear type of thing, but they're also into you know classic tailoring in a sense and they want they want both you know you get and there's a whole thing of like how punk guys are also into menswear because it's you know very similar but they they still have those punk roots you Mm -hmm. know and i think jay earlier talks about his son where his son got a suit but he also loves to wear athleisure or or whatever he, he
1: said that it's like yeah his son wears like you know athleisure all the time but when it came time for prom or winter formal or whatever he's like i want a suit i don't just want to wear like a blazer or something like that. I want a full suit,
0: and I, yeah, and I think that that's like a that's such a great point because people, the democratization means people get to be whoever they want to be. Like mm-hmm. I, I've talked to this so many times. Like I like being able to move between Ivy, between vintage, between workwear at will. And mm-hmm. in the past, if this was like fifty years ago or whatever, you couldn't do that. Yeah, you could have to pick one, and I think all these guys kind of have. One Like, you don't really see Simon wear jeans or something. I mean, I guess he does have jeans, but, you know, you, you wouldn't see Bruce Boyer wear jeans, you know. Like, And I think he would, uh, he would argue that, you know, jeans are, jeans are perfectly acceptable, but he wouldn't do that. And I, I think mm-hmm. that I differ from that because I like to have those options. Because we and can also,
1: I mean, it's like they, they, they talk about a decline, but you know, I, obviously I wasn't conscious of anything like this back then. But I feel like 20 years ago it's like the when when people were when people were inventing like dumbass slurs for straight guys who like to like who are interested in fashion and just not being a slob like calling uh-huh. people metrosexual i feel like it's so much easier to be into clothes now than it was cuz yeah it's, 30 it's 30 totally acceptable
0: ago. and i think even simon says that menswear has been on the rise like the past 5 to yeah, 10 they years talk about it's like, there's like a the growing opposite interest. there's a
1: growing interest in bespoke tailoring and
0: that's like my whole thing like i'm like the whole idea is that you know you get to be in this for the fashion of it and i said that so many times and i will say it again because that's what i exist to do Mm -hmm. you know i don't have these preconceived notions about about fashion or menswear like these other guys did and and yeah i mean it's just and you know this whole thing it'll never really die the suit's not going to go anywhere yeah um like 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 die work said, the suits the suit is dead in terms of you know Dress codes. I you know. I think Goldman Sachs just issued like we're changing the dress code now. You mm-hmm. know, but like I think that means that guys will be happier and come to work. And um, Scott says this later on, which we'll address. But like he talks about how he addresses that whole thing where you know when people say men dressed better fifty years ago, he said I would argue that fifty years ago guys still hated wearing suits. Yeah. Back then, and yeah, that that's basically what the whole thing I is mean, because
1: when my, when my when my grandpa retired, I don't know exactly when it was. 60s, 70s, eight, or it was in the 70s or 80s, he, like, I think he told me he burned all his ties, and even when he <laughs> was wearing ties, they were clip-ons. So it's like, yeah, it's like he when he was, he was, he like, he didn't like getting dressed back then.
0: Yeah, it's it's so interesting, like, uh, like these guys would rather have guys wear baggy suits than no suit at all. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they're adhering to this whole thing. So, yeah, uh, as this, we wrap...
1: This also kind of reminds me of a discussion that pops up a lot in vintage Facebook groups about uh-huh. uh, Tom Brown. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. And about a lot of a lot of guys into vintage hate him because they think he like ruined the suit um, because when he made when he made these like weird proportions and stuff like that. And it's not necessarily what I'm into. I wouldn't wear yeah. it. But uh, I've, and I've seen a lot written about this. So this is not a new original point by Spencer. But you, you could make the same argument that he saved the suit because it's like he made it something new. Otherwise, like, you know, he he, he found some way to innovate to save like to save and it just from itself.
0: Yeah, it, it's, you know, and if he didn't do that, people wouldn't feel like they had a taste in suits because like yeah, now that there was something different. Like you couldn't be like, I want white lapels. That and yeah. Mad
1: Men really kickstarted this whole interest in men dressing up again. That's yeah, like, that was it. it
0: exactly um so right, right before we finish here, let, let's address the audience questions there's only three of them um yeah but they all have, they have a bunch of there's a bunch of content in this one um uh-huh. so the first question they ask is a guy says that whether or not um how to how to dress nicely versus a costume because on the flip side he likes to dress up but at his work they're very dressed down and you know someone asked him if he was black bart i i think that's so <laughs> weird um but he says, how to not, not look like you're wearing a dinner jacket to a basketball game? And I would say, don't wear a dinner jacket to a basketball game. Yeah. Like, like there's this whole idea of, you know, when, when we say, when people talk about dress code, I feel like it, there's a difference between dress code and then imposing your style onto other people. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, like, just how there are, you know, there's tuxedos and business suits. Like, you got to apply that same logic to work or whatever you're doing. I'm not saying that you have to sacrifice your personal style, but... Like, me, I, I think that I know my style so well that I can still look good, even if I'm not wearing a suit. Yeah. And I think that's something super important that, again, I don't feel like a lot of menswear guys have because they adhere to this one thing of the idealized suit. And they, they think that that's the only thing for them. and. You know, it's it's you know a, a part of the of the animosity could come from how you're carrying yourself when you're wearing the suit. Like I feel like a lot of people who ask me this question, like you know, oh how do you react when people you know when you're wearing a suit? I'm like, well, when I wear my suit, I have my hands in my pockets, I'm kind of slouching around, I'm just reclining. Like I feel like if you look at me, you wouldn't ask me if I'm going to like like prom or something or yeah, if I'm exactly. going to be I'm um, a <laughs> lawyer. Like yeah. I mean, I feel like a lawyer wouldn't wear what I'm wearing to court mm-hmm. or something like that. You know, and I think you know a lot of this whole stuff is—it's oh, not victim blaming, but it's kind of like you're you're passing the blame onto everyone except yourself, you mm-hmm. know. And I—I I don't want to—I don't know what this guy was wearing. You didn't see him, like the picture or when he was talking on the thing. But I've seen people who ask me these questions on Instagram or or in person, and I'm like, maybe don't wear a top hat to go into Starbucks, you know, or yeah, or whatever.
1: Exactly. Like, yeah, it's like as much if you're working in Silicon Valley, as much as you might like wearing a suit. Maybe leave it. At, maybe like leave it at home.
0: Yeah. You know? Or or do I mean? At the end of the day, no one really cares what you wear. Like I feel like I mean a lot of my friends. Maybe until very recently, they didn't really dress up either. I'm talking about my friends other than Spencer. Um, but they don't care. Like they don't. Mm. <laughs> you know, it doesn't really matter. You know, it's kind of just like my thing. Just like how maybe wearing an anime T-shirt is your thing. You know, it's just like you know, people might comment on once in a while. Then after that, they won't. You know, and I think that if you stop making it such a big deal, people won't make it a big deal. Yeah, and exactly. I think that's, you know, again, take a look at yourself before you start, you know, looking at other people. Um, um, the next question.
1: Uh, Was it? The, oh, it was. So they, they bring up an interesting point where they talk about how uh, men <laughs> They they like Scott talks about how his girlfriend went to a party at Drake's. And oh, yeah, she commented that they're all over accessorized.
0: I kind of <laughs> want to know what she's talking about. Maybe she counts like pocket squares and ties as accessories. Yeah, so they they t- so they talk. I about mean, that's a, like, that's a good that's a good point too. Um, yeah. But I like what Averil said. You know, like if you're you know, believe in yourself, being eclectic. eclectic <laughs> okay. Eclectic—that's gonna be the new meme. Um, uh-huh. Do it. I mean, I you know everyone has their own style. and I think that's important. Uh, the next point, next question was kind of oh like yeah, about brands. Yeah. Um, I think it's I I you know I think it's very true that nowadays you know guys, w- I mean there is an interest of it, but like when you're moving to the bespoke world, bespoke is basically when guys go to bespoke traditionally, they have an idea already of what they want. But Uh nowadays I think guys, because of the heritage aspect of it, they feel that it's like the next step. It happens to me at Ascot Chang and they don't really know what they want when they go into the store.
1: They just say, it's like, I want a nicer suit. Like I want a better suit than what I already have. Yeah.
0: And I think all of these guys kind of say that, um, you know, as, as times move on, I think that what retail does like Ralph Lauren, um, They have curated looks like in the store that way you know like you have an idea of what you want
1: i thought this was i i really liked that this this question and their answers because yeah they talked about they they said specifically a brand should have a point of view like it should have a specific style which i think is yeah i think that's really great because it's like if you know if i'm if i'm saving up for a bespoke suit I know I'm going to get something different if I go to, you know, if I get something from PJT or if I get something from Anglo-Italian or whatever, like they all have their own distinct looks, which I think can really help, you know, and you have to explain like, this is what we're going for. Like you have to make it clear. And
0: and another thing that I thought was really good was when they say that uh, the customer, you know, the Navy suit to them is not a Navy suit, you Mm -hmm. know, to them it might be, like a floral print jacket and yeah or you they, know, they talk about
1: it's like you have to you have to tell them you have to be able to show them how it's going to look because it's like simon says i think he uses the example of if you just show someone pink corduroy on a swatch they're not going to know what to pair that with they're not going to know what the final product is but if you say pink corduroy is going to look good with jeans then that's that, that that's that's something that's a step forward
0: yeah, I know, and, and uh, well, I think actually, I think what he was was what he was saying um, was that, um, like, they don't want a navy suit, but they might want a pink corduroy jacket yeah. to wear with their jeans. And like, uh, like I think what a lot of tailoring, or I guess what they were saying is that a lot of tailoring, with it, what the issue is, is that when they go to these things, they end up getting shot down. Uh, the mm-hmm. customer gets shot down because they're they're not seeing the possibilities that you can do with bespoke or with okay. custom yeah, clothing, yeah. and you know. As brands move into that, like that whole, like, I mean, that's why like PGT, like they show you exactly like all the weird ways you can wear it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, having a point of view and then showing the possibilities, I think is, is an important way of keep making sure that Savile Row will survive. And I think, it, I mean, even if they don't, Savile Row will still survive and there, there's always going to be the heritage aspect to it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, the last one, I ugh, was such a weird question and I feel like she was trying to trigger people. Like, I don't, I don't know if you remember this one, Spencer. I don't know if you got all the way to the end. I did, yeah. Um, but she says, like, uh, it's this woman. Um, she says, like, oh, I don't even know what I walked into. Or maybe she said she got lost. I'm not sure. But she says <laughs> that all the men look the same.
1: Yeah, that was a weird question. Because, yeah, she's just, like, I came into the wrong room. <laughs> I just no. kind of sat through. It's like when Dwight thought he was seeing Grizzly Man. <laughs> but he was... <laughs> but he just sat there waiting for the bear attack.
0: Okay, so the woman says
1: um 21st
0: century isn't about uh dressing up or dressing down but in or out and i guess she's talking kind of about um you know public versus private self or something that kind of like what bruce boyer said earlier and um she also says how do you take the suit to the next level how will globalization change the suit and she says that you know when she's looking at all these guys they all look the same to her And Bruce, you know, now that we're back on Bruce's side, he says that everyone looks completely different to him. That Mm -hmm. men's clothing, I mean, I would agree with everything he's saying right now. Men's clothing is more subtle than women's. Um, And, uh, you know, they talk a little bit about like Asia, you know, how people think that's going to be the next center of everything. Um, And how um, Simon talks about how in Japan it's a good example because they don't have the heritage that, you know, America or even or better case uh england would have you know with salvo and everything japan is kind of taking what they got i mean they had suits in, like the 30s and 40s but like american western wear didn't really take off to like the 50s and they kind of did their own spin on it and they're probably more obsessive than you and i are or even you know these guys yeah um but the thing that i'm kind of latching on to is this is kind of separate from that from the uh from the whole topic but the whole idea that she thought all the men look the same and how I feel like she wanted them to say something kind of drastic. I don't I don't know who she is. Uh, and again, like Spencer said, it sounded kind of weird, like she kind of just wandered in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of reminds me and this could be a whole thing. But we um, recently a woman talked about um, Bo Brummel. And oh, how, yeah.
1: yeah. It's a big Twitter thread.
0: Yeah. Basically, she's kind of blaming him for toxic masculinity. Um, because he kind of invented, in a sense, like like subtle menswear, in a sense. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, while I get what she's saying, I already addressed this on my own feed, um, but, like, he was, like, one dandy out of, like, you know, like, there's even Oscar Wilde, who was, like, the entire opposite of, of Bo Brummel. Like, he, like, he was, like, um, Bo Brummel was a minimalist, while you could argue Oscar Wilde was, like, a maximalist, you know, a yeah. and everything. Um, and those kind of guys kind of... They had their own influence and everything, so I, I wouldn't really agree. But um, I wouldn't really agree with the with the Twitter lady. But I'm I'm seeing a lot of uh, similarities here, where women, uh, and I don't want to come off as sex or anything, but like you know they don't, maybe just because they're used to something super different. Like Bruce says that that uh, the length of a woman's skirt will change like within like a foot based on like the season while a men's lapel will change like a quarter of an inch, like Mm -hmm. every century or every like 50
1: years or so. And then she says something that I don't understand what she means. And she says, well, you're talking about like privileged men or or something like that. And I didn't know where she was going with that point.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I was, I was super confused. I thought like, I, I I generally think she's trying to get like a gotcha moment where like these Mm -hmm. guys were doing this whole thing. But um. I mean, I agree with everything Bruce said. And it's it's interesting that, you know, I think all these people, I guess, you know, if we're coming from, from the other perspective, if if menswear is kind of like an older guy being like, hey, kids, dress up. I think that the younger yeah. people or non-menswear people are trying to expect menswear to be super drastic. And I, this is my whole view where I don't think that
1: fashion has to be drastic or bold to be good. Yeah, because, I mean, at the end of the Twitter thread um that woman was talking about it and this is the same we we took a break and we probably should have looked up the name of this person in between the break yeah but that the the person at the oscars who was wearing like the blazer up top and this and the like you know long flowing gown on the bottom she was like this is great it's like see this is what men could have been dressing like if it weren't for beau brummel and It's it's. That's kind of a weird thing to say because yeah, it's like I I thought that was a cool look, but yeah, I like it. Yeah, but it's you know that's not saying that every man should dress like that isn't great either. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a weird
0: thing. Like I don't like extremes on both ends is bad. (laughs) Like I don't think that everyone has to wear a suit, but I also don't again like I said I don't think you have to wear a dress to be fashionable. Mm-hmm. And I want the future I want is where Rick Owens and suits, Savile row suits can exist in the same work environment or dinner or mm-hmm. whatever. And no one cares. In fact, yeah. you, could, you could even say that they compliment each other like like, oh, that's that's a dope outfit, you know, so, mm-hmm. you know, which is literally what happens like with us. Like we like Spencer and I, again, I think, you know, to kind of wrap this up, I think the reason why I really wanted to talk about this is because, like, if, if this was, like, you know, they keep talking about, like, back in the day or how everything's changing. Like, I literally shouldn't be able to be talking about this. Like, I don't, I don't afford bespoke. I don't have the lifestyle. I don't want the lifestyle. I, if you compare me to them, like, I shouldn't be able to be talking about this with you guys. I shouldn't have an audience. But I do. And it's a testament to the fact that the, the accessibility and the democratization of fashion is so important and so influential that... It's like it, it wouldn't it would it's brought me to where I am and to where Spencer and I can be talking yeah. about
1: this. And that's actually so if we're getting into points like that, there were a couple things that I thought that we kind of skimmed over. Yeah, That were really interesting points brought up. And that kind of segues perfectly into when they do talk about social media, because mm-hmm. I think it was Simon who said, don't you think that we're going to, you know, with social media because it's so fast moving, it's going to be really hard to d- discern what it is that you like, and what your kind of identity is going to be. And I disagreed with him because I don't think he... I mean, I'm not going to say Simon Crompton, who (laughs) runs one of those popular style blogs in the world. Let's just keep keep bagging on everyone. (laughs) Doesn't know how social media works, but it's at least the way he's describing it is not at all how I view social media. Like, when I'm looking at social media, when I'm looking at Instagram for outfit ideas or inspiration or whatever, I'm not going to the like, hashtag fashion, like I'm not following hashtag fashion, hashtag suits and just being like, oh my God, every there's so much stuff. I'm like looking up like hashtag, like vintage workwear, like hashtag, you know, like just I'm looking up really specific things or something like that. I'm, I'm, I'm searching for the things that I like. and. and, yeah, and, I'm not. I'm not looking at it. See, okay, this is the trend today, and then it's not the trend next week. I'm like, oh shoot! Well, now I got to change everything.
0: Yeah, and, and like, and the reason why I'm into so many things is because, I, I probably know half the people on my feed, and I've talked mm-hmm. to them, and then the pe- other pe- the other half are people that are friends with those people that I'm like, hey, I like that. I'm I'm never using the mm-hmm. explore page. You know, it's it all comes from like a sense of familiarity. Like I'm into so much stuff because I see it on people that I know and respect. And I'm like, I like that they do it well. I'm going to do it my way. I'm not doing it because like, it's the next big thing. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, your, your, your point was so great. I think that it would have helped to have like, I don't know, like Jeremy Kirkland or someone else on this mm-hmm. panel who is like, who you know, knows a little bit about Instagram. Because I feel like, you know, these guys probably all have social media. I don't know about Bruce Boyer, but I feel like people like Simon, and I could just be reaching here, but like i feel like they got it because it was like a necessity at the time like oh eh, that's like the next step right the next yeah. new media and i remember scott Schumann talking about that when i saw him talk about it uh, yeah. at at a um what was it, like a little like little, little interview you know his his uh, his fiance uh, jenny walton interviewed him it was like a for his exhibit uh, mm-hmm. a, a couple of, anyway he was t- saying how you know yeah the blog is still going but he a lot of his focus is on instagram because it, it's very intriguing it's very new you know it's the images are crop differently and i'm like it is new but i feel like it's not that new it's just like it's just another form of of media it's not yeah. really revolutionary it's just another platform for things to be on it's kind of like you know newspapers were like they're talking about digital but like i feel like if they just they just kind of just moved to being Newspapers on websites like mm-hmm. nothing really changed. They still have advertising. You still have to pay to like a dollar or whatever to read the whole thing, you know, and it's just it's just such a big I guess, you know, to bring uh, to bring it home. I think the biggest thing other than uh, the lifestyle is just that I don't think they understand completely how the youth is kind of consuming fashion now. Yeah, and and social media and how it all plays a part. Because I mean, you, you know, you look at like the the uh, the Drake's guys. I thought of this during the little break that we took that you guys won't notice because we'll splice it uh, seamlessly. seamlessly. <laughs> but you know, when you're talking about like lifestyle, I mean, these guys, uh, the Bullshot Book Club, you know, that's kind of like it's a good example of like the youth. You know, that you've got you've got classic menswear from the Drake's guys. You've got kind of like a modern interpretation um, with a. Uh, Effie Castleberry, or his own uh, his own take on it, and then you've got like their other friends who do their own thing, and they all kind of just man. hang out and they get drinks and they have dinner and they talk about Infinite Jest. I don't know if they're currently still reading that. Yeah. Um. But like that's that's kind of what it is now. Like there is no sense of they're gonna go out to like a steak dinner and then they're like, oh man, like everyone's so dressed down. Why do we do this anymore? Like no, they don't. I mean, I I could just be you know putting words in their mouth but they look like they
1: have fun yeah because i mean we we, when we had dinner with the drakes guys we were the only ones in that restaurant dressed the way we were and we weren't like oh man the occasion is ruined like we were just having fun (laughs) hanging out yeah and when i first hung out with them
0: um the first time in new york uh last yeah last year i think someone came up to us and asked us like why we were all dressed up and like oh no um we all work like I think Matt said or someone said like we all work in the industry but then Alex said oh no we all just like dressing like uh, English professors and hanging out and like that was it and the guy was like cool and like walked away and like that was it like no one there is no offended part of it you know like Mm. no one's feeling and uh, again you know you could argue that that was one that you know that was one instance in you know a whole thing maybe other people have weird weirdly uh weird animosity with their coworkers or something. Mm -hmm. But in general, I mean, people don't really care that much. Sure. It might be different for like a split second, but the people get used to it unless you don't, unless you make it a big deal. Yeah. I don't think any of us really make it a big, a big deal.
1: Mm -hmm. And then uh, later on in that question, Scott, who is really a beacon of positivity (laughs) during this whole thing. um, He talks about what he really likes about social media is that it kind of I mean, it once again kind of democratizes everything, gives yeah. more people access to information that they wouldn't have before. Like, I th- he has an anecdote. I think uh, it was somewhere in Africa. Oh yeah, I think he was in Cape Town. I don't know. Maybe, but it yeah, it was a kid that he said lived in a like a house made of cinder blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, what like he and his friends would like found a wall that kind of looks like the pity wall and they would and just
0: dress up and take pictures yeah
1: yeah be- and it's like he knew about it because of like Instagram and the internet because he couldn't he couldn't get the he says it's like he can't get a subscription to Esquire or GQ where he lives but he if you know he has Instagram is free access yeah, yeah exactly and so I think that's, it, that's what's yeah. really cool
0: and even at one point um, Scott also talks about how um on like the flip side social media like when he takes pictures of people like it's not always what he would wear but he Mm -hmm. can always learn something from it yeah And and i have that same thing when i tell other people that like my i have a little cousin he's in like high school he asked me like how i get when i dress up and i'm like you know just look at people around you and you think hey that outfit's cool it's it's weird but i'm like okay i like the colors that they're doing and you can always incorporate that like you know, wearing brown and blue isn't always a menswear thing. You see that across everything else, but you can mm-hmm. still take those ideas and, and apply that. And I think, and then, like Smash said, you can, you see on social media, uh, you know, if if you have a closed off circle or you live somewhere really, you know, different, you might not normally find this stuff, but because of social media, you have it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I mean, at the end of the day, I think I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing a lot with what Scott said, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of surprising because, um, I don't know. I guess you know. Me and him—we both take pictures. Maybe we just like, you know, we have a similar point of view.
1: Yep, best friends.
0: Yeah, Scott and Ethan. I mean, uh-huh. that's kind of a funny thing because uh, for those of you who are listening who don't know, one of my oldest friends is named Scott. <laughs> so, yep, a little, little inside joke there. Always want yeah. to be part of one.
1: Small joke. Um,
0: but I think that's all the points there. I think you know. Again, I mean, the, re- the again, like I said, the reason why I feel very strongly about this is because. You know, I'm kind of on the other side of, you know, I shouldn't be able to dress up, but I do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And um, it I mean, yeah, I mean, so it can be a little bit elitist, but I think that adopting this kind of view is what will get people into it. Like just kind of abandoning the lifestyle, the heritage of, of like behind it, not not the construction or whatever, but like abandoning those preconceived notions and just thinking of it as like this is like a suit because. Like Scott says, like, you wear it because you want to wear it, mm-hmm. you know, and that, and that's why you dress up. And then communicating that, which I hopefully I think I do to my readers, to my friends, they can appreciate it, too. And they won't think of me as Black Bart for wearing yep. a pocket square. Yep. What do you think, Spence?
1: What are, you, what are your final thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think we, we basically covered everything. I mean, it was a very interesting discussion. Like I said, it was one that has been talked about before but yeah it's it was it was with a bunch of people who had you know they all had slightly different points of view um and
0: they certainly have a lot of authority
1: oh on, yeah on everything exactly. I, I mean yeah again and I, like you know we we talked a lot of shit <laughs> but <laughs> but we we have in case anyone <laughs> somehow man- listens to this we have no animosity towards uh, any of the people on the stage, especially Bruce Boyer, <laughs> especially Bruce Boyer. I, th- I
0: mean, even then, you know, it's like professional disagreements, you know, yeah, obviously, exactly. like, you know, we respect the hell out of him. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, I mean, obviously, he set kind of a precedent for literally Simon and for me, for people to actually just write about style yeah. uh, academically or journalistically. So obviously, we have a lot of respect for him. Uh, but that said, I mean, I we, we definitely disagree with a couple of his points
1: um, in the video. And, yeah, uh, but I mean, I really, I, I enjoyed the discussion. I hope that they continue. They should, yeah, they
0: should do this more. And maybe this means we should look at the other ones. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so um, they know that they, so they see that that sweet, sweet viewer count going up. Yeah. Um,
0: You know, if you guys have any other uh, concerns, feel free to email us um, or probably better just to reach out to us on instagram yeah um join in our live videos I, I go live every once in a while um and you know that's probably the best way to kind of uh, get into a dialogue with me and spencer mm-hmm. um but yeah my, my instagram is at ethan m wong
1: i'm at spencer dso
0: and uh, feel free to follow the podcast at style and direction uh we tend to you know to post mainly about the, the podcast itself while our personal ones are just you know our personal us. stuff yeah
1: yeah um
0: i don't think there's gonna be show notes for this one
1: yeah uh, i mean just watch the video well we, you could post a blog post it's like here's the episode and here's the video we're talking about and that's about it yeah um
0: they'll probably be it but you know again contact us if you have any more ideas of what we should discuss next uh uh-huh. we really we really appreciate the feedback and we hope that you guys have been enjoying um these quicker uh you know having having stuff out on a on a, on a better schedule because i now we've been pretty good about yeah, releasing stuff every two so weeks yeah exactly um except well except with the rain one because that came out the week after the spear point oh one. whoops yep but you know well you know it, it'll at least come you can expect it until every week to every two weeks it's not going to uh-huh. be as bad i know i say that now but we you know we'll find out yeah all right we'll see you guys in the next one uh, bye